Radio 78, WBBM, Chicago. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... priest of voodooism was called a conjure man. It was he to whom the practitioners of voodoo turned when they wanted spells cast or lifted, enemies punished, or love affairs promoted. As voodoo spread northward from the island of Haiti to the Americas, and particularly to New Orleans, it should be noted that its most powerful conjurers were women. Like these. 
Come in and see for yourself. Don't wait too long before the special sale ends on December 24th. For more details, see our ads on Thursday and Sunday in your local newspaper. in our imagination the perfect dream house. The castle in Spain or the little cottage on the mountaintop overlooking that blue lake in the green valley. But few of us are ever fortunate enough to have our dream come true. Douglas and Helen Fenton were two young people who had that good fortune. And as we first meet them, they're having the happy experience of being shown through their perfect house in New Orleans, which they've acquired through the death of an uncle Douglas Fenton never knew existed. And uh, this was used as a music room in the old days. Oh, I can just see it. Can't you, Doug? It's a beautiful room. Nice and sunny. I uh, think I've given you a thorough tour of your new home. And unless you have any questions, I should be getting back to the office. I promise you'll be our first dinner guest, Moody Duck. Oh, you bet. There are still a lot of questions I have about Uncle Timmy that I'll want answered. I am at your service. Good day and good luck and good health. Uh, don't bother, Mr. Fenton. I know the way out. Oh, Duck, I'm so happy. I just love this house. Wait till you see what I do with it. What was that? The, the movers? Don't be silly, darling. They left hours ago. Remember? Probably something fell. It sound like something falling. How did it go today, darling? Any better? I really can't tell you, Doug, because I'm so ashamed. Well, I didn't stay home. I guess I'm just a big coward. Well, don't be silly. Anyone would be frightened by what goes on in this place. Oh, Doug. Oh, what are we going to do? I told you. We'll sell the house and find another. Did you reach Mr. Lamord? No, no luck. When I called, he was out. And when he called me back, I was in a meeting and couldn't take the call, but he promised to... Oh, that must be him now. Hello? Mr. Fenton, Lemur's here. Sorry we missed connections all day. What can I do for you? Mr. Lemur's, I don't know how to tell you this, but, well, Helen and I think the house is haunted. If you don't like the house, you can always put it on the market. We love the house. That is, we thought we loved it. it it's, well, you can't live in a house where all night long you hear screams and chain rattlings and during the day thumpings and... Well, there's an odor, an indescribable odor of, of rot and decay that sweeps through the house from time to time. It's here now. 
as a matter of fact. And we wanted to know if if you had had any complaints. The house has been empty for years. Well, well, maybe that's the reason. Have you heard anything that, well, about the house being haunted? You're serious? Of course. Then I can only tell you that feeling the way you do, you shouldn't stay in the house. I'll give you the names of some real estate agents who might be willing to handle it. Well, have a seat, Mrs. Fenton. Tell me how I can help you. Well, we have a house we'd like to put on the market. Well, of course. Uh, would you give me the location? It's in an old neighborhood. 66 Delacorte Street. Uh, yes, yes, I... I know the house. I I thought it was vacant. Well, we just moved in. My husband's uncle left in the house, and we decided to move to New Orleans and live here. Miss Fenton, I'll be honest with you. The house has a bad reputation. I don't understand. I think you do. Any honest real estate agent would have to warn a prospective buyer that there are definite problems connected with your house. Of course, I understand that. Well, then you also understand I'd have to offer the house way below the market value. How far below? I don't think I could ask more than $20,000. $20,000? My husband and I wouldn't be interested at that figure. Thank you for your time. Oh, not at all. If you change your mind, you know where to find me. <laughs> Can a pretty girl look so unhappy after a dinner like this? When the girl is thinking of going home to a house that scares her and that no real estate agent wants to handle. Relax. Look, we'll put an ad in all the papers and sell it ourselves. You know, it, it might be better that way. We save a commission. Oh, darling. Hmm? That's why I love you. You take such a big load off my shoulders and make everything seem so easy. Oh, isn't that what husbands are for? Hmm? I can think of a few other uses. And that's one reason why I love you. When are we going to put the ads in? First thing tomorrow. Stop. 
I don't think I can do that, Doug. I know. I know. That's why we put the ads in the papers. Doug, hold me. Hold me close. living in the house 
of the voodoo queen. And she wants you out. When a landlord wants to evict a tenant, the tenant can always take his case to court. But when the fanciful notion is advanced that the landlord is really a voodoo queen who lived back in the 19th century, that tenant has a problem. I'll be back shortly with a terrifying solution found by Doug Fenton in Act Two. Ever see a beer drinker pour his beer real easy down the side of the glass? Maybe you do it yourself. If so, the Budweiser brewmaster thinks you're missing something, especially if you're a Budweiser drinker. You see, Bud is brewed, so it will kick up a healthy head of foam. Exclusive beechwood aging and natural carbonation make it a lively brew. Well, anyway, pouring Bud plunk down the middle of the glass helps bring out the best in that clean white Budweiser foam and real beer aroma. It also helps you get the full benefit of a taste, smoothness, and drinkability you'll find in no other beer at any price. Remember, brewing beer right does make a difference. Next time, pour that Budweiser right down the middle and see for yourself. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis. Spencer's just received men's suits from three fine Chicago stores. These brands are included. 3G's, Eagle, Petroselli, Hart, Schaffner, Marks, and Worsted Tex. They are ticketed from $69.95 to $120. We are offering them at $17.99, none or higher. The total garments now at Spencer's is over $6,700, and it includes $39.95 to $120 men's suits, sport coats, simulated leather and man-made fur coats, zip-lined and all-weather coats, heavy parkas and overcoats. Worth $39.95 to $120. Now only $17.99. None higher. No salesman will raise you up. You cannot pay more than $17.99. Often stores advertise certain items, and when you arrive at the store, you are shown a few at the advertised price and are told that you would be better pleased if you spent twice the amount to take a better garment. At Spencer's, every garment is $17.99. No salesman will raise you up. Spencer's, 322 North Michigan Avenue, Chicago, for Suburban Stores phone, 263-4700. Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. all next week. Voodoo is an African religion which has been variously described and downgraded by such descriptive phrases as Black magic, mumbo-jumbo, or a mess of meaningless ritualistic incantations practiced and believed in only by the ignorant and superstitious. Nevertheless, it survives. Douglas Fenton has been told that voodoo presents a very real and serious threat to his living in a house he inherited in New Orleans. But Douglas Fenton is a skeptic. Uh, you're, you're too much, Zoe. Oh? But you must really think I'm the biggest sucker you ever saw if you expect me to sell you a $60,000 house for 7800 because of some crazy story about a voodoo queen. 
Wait, wait, where where are you going? Before I called you ignorant, now I know you're a fool. And I don't like fools. Sit down. Go home, Douglas. Go home to your pretty, silly wife. And the two of you can sit and laugh at Marie Laveau. But in the night when your blood runs cold and a nameless terror shakes your bones, remember me. And if you can, remember to call on the cochonry and pray they show you mercy. Hey, you think this stuff is for real, don't you? I was born in New Orleans, as were my mother and grandmother. We know the power of the cochonry. If I apologize, will you sit down? I will sit. But it's useless. You will still disbelieve. Can you blame me? I'm a product of the 20th century. You tell me a pretty wild story and mention things I've never even heard of. Like this, this Koshang Gri. The Koshang Gri are an ancient society of voodoo priests. And what's your connection with them? They asked me for a favor. It's not wise to oppose them. And the favor was to buy my house, huh? Why? Why do they want it? Because it was the home of Marie Leroux. Because it really belongs to her, and they want it as a shrine. And their headquarters. What are you doing at this cafe this afternoon? Hmm? What took you out of your office? No, a problem. I've always found that a walk in some fresh air helps me. Don't you find it strange that your walk should lead to the back streets and this particular cafe? I wanted to get away from crowds. And how was it that I happened to be here? You can answer that better than I. Yes, I can. Read this note. I received it at noon. Cafe Lafitte, 3.30. Fenton will be there. Don't, don't try to put me on. 
Uh, you probably have a piece of paper on you somewhere that reads Cafe Lafitte, 822. Fenton will be there. <laughs> You're really rather charming, you know, Doug. Well, I try. Particularly when someone looks like you. <laughs> you know, I've never met a girl who even came close to you in looks. I think you've bewitched me. Of course. But what have you done to me? Put a love spell on me. I think you're trying to tell me something. And if I am? We should find a more private place. I shouldn't tell you this. I don't want to make a fool of myself. 
If I go to the Cochonnerie with this request, they will simply tell me what I've been telling you all along if you want it to stop. Sell the house. We would, gladly, if we could get anywhere near what it's worth. What is it worth, really, Doug? You can't find a buyer who'll even make an offer except the Cochonnerie. And they think they're being very generous. I won't be taken. You inherited the house. Whatever you get is pure profit. You really don't understand, do you? I know that if you won't sell, then Helen will have to suffer. Not if I stop seeing you. That would be your choice. And I'm making it. Right now. If you can let me walk away rather than ask a simple favor of people who owe you, then I'll walk. Goodbye, my love. Have I told you it's nice having you home for dinners again? You have? You're bored with me. No, 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 no. With myself. And you're going to have me home a lot more from now on. That's very good news. I'm not so sure about that. I've lost my job. You're kidding. I wish I were. But they called me in yesterday with all sorts of excuses about cutbacks and economies and... Well, I'm out. I was the last man in and now I'm the first man out. Let's sell the house and get out of New Orleans. Oh, Doug, don't you see? It will be wonderful. We'll be starting all over again. I threw it away so I wouldn't be tempted to use it. But I couldn't stay away. I'm glad. Did you miss me? Oh, Doug. Oh, Zoe. Zoe, Zoe, my love. You don't know how much I missed hearing those words the last two weeks. Well, I'm afraid you're going to miss them a lot more. What? I've lost my job and Helen's at me to sell the house and get away from this city. And, incidentally, you. Oh. She no longer cares how little we get for it. She's completely fed up. And you, Doc? Well, it's very tough to put up a decent argument for staying. If you could, would you stay? How can I stay without money? If it's money that separates us, you don't have to say goodbye at all. Excuse me, love. I didn't know I was talking to a wealthy plantation owner. I only meant I might be able to get you all the money you want. The only friends I know you have are the tightwad cochon gris who only want to pay a $7,800 for a $60,000 house. They've been known to put a higher price on other things. Like what? Souls. <laughs> you know... You know, you're really too much with that voodoo business. If there were anything to it, which you know I don't believe for a minute, I'd have to be crazy to be willing to sell my soul. I didn't mention your soul, did I? I can't sell what I don't own, and as far as I know, I only have one soul. There are others you can pledge. Other souls you can speak for. Would you care to put a name to that soul? Anyone near and dear to you. Like Helen. 
She would be one. Oh, I don't know whether to laugh or just walk out of here. I'd never hurt you, Tommy. I mean, just, just what kind of a man do you think I am? A man I can love. Love? That word sounds very strange on your lips. The same lips that can talk about me selling my wife's soul. Oh, go away. You're just like everyone else, crying about not having any money and not willing to pay the price for getting all you want, everything you want, including me. Helen, Helen, what are you doing? Packing. You can't seem to make up your mind, so I'm making it up for you. I told Mr. Vincent, the real estate agent, to take whatever he can for the house, and we're getting out. Tonight. Oh, I've been expecting you. There's a cafe fit on the coffee table. How did you know I'd come back? Because I chose you. I couldn't make a mistake about the man I chose to love. Well, when you stop patting yourself on the back, I'd better tell you that the only reason I'm back is because I don't believe any of this voodoo stuff. And that's why I'm willing to go along. Of course. And to prove it, I'm not going to make any deal where I have to shoot, stab, poison, or in any way do anything that's going to cause physical harm to Helen. No one's going to ask that of you. All that's required is this knife and your blood. If you're in love with a beautiful girl who practices voodoo and believes that a drop of your blood drawn from you by a sacred knife will bring you luck, why not? And from there, it's just a short step to making deals about souls, yours, and even others. Because after all, it doesn't really work. Or does it? I'll be back in a moment with Act Three. When you buy a mid-sized car, you expect certain things from it. Mainly, a reasonable combination of comfort and economy. Well, friend, Buick has a mid-size to meet your expectations. The 1975 Century Regal. It's a joy to look at. A joy to ride in. And Buick's new V6 engine makes it a joy to drive. Especially past gas stations. Buick Century Regal. Dedicated to the free spirit in just about everyone. The blue whale is the biggest animal that ever lived. Bigger than two dinosaurs. Heavier than 25 elephants. Today, it's nearly extinct after years of relentless commercial hunting. Now other whales are in danger. For what? Some rare vitamin? Some precious serum? No. For margarine, pet food, shoe polish. What a way to go. Help save the whales we have left. Right, National Audubon Society, 953rd Avenue, New York, New York. Did you know that more children die from being hit by automobiles and from any other cause? 10,000 pedestrians and cyclists are killed, and another 500,000 are injured in our country every year. And most of these casualties happen to children, especially after dark. There is something to keep your children safer after dark. A safety kit of hot dots, reflective stick-ons that give off a blast of light. 
Drivers can see them from 600 feet away. Protect your children at night and on dark school mornings. Stick hot dots on bicycles, clothing, books, lunch boxes. Get your hot dots kit free at Northwest Federal Savings, one block west of Cicero Avenue on Irving Park Road, or in displays on Dempster Street, just east of the Tri-State Tollway. But hurry, our supply is limited. A message from Northwest Federal Savings to help keep your children safer after dark. This is WBBM, Chicago, News Radio 78. waiting for the injection we know we must have. But how do you describe the feelings of a young man sitting opposite a girl he adores who is wielding a ceremonial knife preparatory to drawing some blood? Zoe, my love, you're beautiful and an enchantress. But somehow you look different with that knife in your hand. May I see it? Be careful. It's very sharp. And heavy. It's pure gold. I don't suppose you could use something smaller than this. It really looks lethal. I could use a lot of different things, but then this paper would be meaningless. Well, it's blank. At the moment. It won't be after you write your wife's name on it. Well, before I do that, what am I supposed to get? As much money as you need or want. Oh, well, suppose I said I want a million dollars. The amount isn't important. Just trust me, and for one year, money will rain on your head in a golden shower. And what happens after the year's up? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. What have I got to lose? Nothing. But before you write your wife's name, you know, of course, what she is losing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm pledging her immortal soul. How is she, Doctor? I'm afraid I don't have very good news for you, Mr. Fenton. Haven't you found out yet what's wrong? The tests are inconclusive, and none of the medication we've been giving her seems to be able to help. What is it? Is it a bug or a virus? We just don't know. She's been asking for you. Helen? Helen? I'm here. Oh, Doc. You didn't have any trouble getting away from the office? I keep telling you, darling, I'm I'm my own boss now. And if things keep going the way they are, I, I may even turn out to be a tycoon. I'm dying, Doc. Please, Doc, listen to me. You must 
get out of that house. Get rid of it. Promise me, Doug. You'll never set foot again in that horrible house. Oh, delicious. Mm. I do adore champagne. Well, when are we going to make it all legal? You mean with a wedding and everything like that? Oh, and what a wedding. What a reception. And what a honeymoon. The biggest, most expensive... Helen's been dead only three months. Not a very long period of mourning. Who says? A lot of people. Nasty, gossipy people. Dull, stodgy people. Who cares about them? Or what they say to your business associates. What can they say? But you became very rich very suddenly, that your wife died mysteriously, that I'm a witch, and that perhaps people should be careful about doing business with you. No, I'd almost forgotten. It's all because of that voodoo group you fool around with, hmm? You'll have to admit that everything happened after we went through the ceremony they told me to perform. Right. I'll admit that first sugar deal on the commodities market was luck. But after that, give me a little credit. I got smart about commodities. And now I know what I'm doing. So, when do we get married, hmm? Why is marriage so important to you? You wouldn't be stalling me, would you, my love? Don't be silly, Doc. Shouldn't you... Shouldn't you wait and see when your one-year contract is up that your luck doesn't change? Come in, Lamour. Sit down. Your offices are most impressive, Fenton. Most impressive. Uh, you said that you wanted to see me on a matter of utmost urgency. That's right. First, I owe you an apology. For what? For my cowardice. I don't know what you're talking about. The facts about your uncle's house, which I knew and withheld from you deliberately. Mm, no, no, no. Forget it. Forget it. I'm, I'm out of the house, and you have nothing to reproach yourself for. I had heard you sold the house, and I also know the price. That suggested to me that you still had your reasons for it. I just didn't want the trouble of looking around for buyers. I grabbed the first offer I got. From Miss Lemaitre. Something wrong with that? I will be brief. I didn't tell you and your wife the history of the house because I was afraid, afraid of the cochonry, afraid of the power of voodoo. Fenton, you're in danger. Me? Yes. How did your wife die? Some unknown virus. Some kind of fluke, the doctor said. Don't you think that's strange? An unknown disease in these day and age? Uh, look, Lamour, you can believe what you want, but leave me out. I can't. Because of your relationship with Miss Lemaitre, I beg of you one favor. Tonight, come with me and meet Louis Gaston. It may be your only chance to save yourself. I don't feel any need for salvation. Now, if you... You've heard of Louis? Never. Louis Castan is a 90-year-old Cajun who's lived all his life in the bayous. He knows more about voodoo than any other human being. <laughs> what are you doing? Helping you out of my office since you won't leave when I ask you to. I'll gladly go. If you'll tell me you haven't let her talk you into making some kind of silly bargain. 
Why did you say that? So you have. You've sold your soul. Fenton, for the love of God, come with me to the bayou tonight. I thought you said that this knife could only be used by a bokor. Oh, 
آن
ceaselessly in the air, completely out of control. The doctors diagnose it as a nervous disorder. But of course, they don't practice voodoo. I'll be back in a moment. Hi there, I'm home. Will the defendant please rise? Now, wait a minute. I'm sorry I'm a little late, but... How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? I worked late, and the traffic was heavy, and I stopped for a drink at Rocky's. The accused is charged with breach of promise and willful negligence. Okay, so it's 7.15, but you have to make a big federal case out of it. The defendant is found guilty as charged. Mm-hmm.